Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it all the way to the Afterburner After Show. So sit on down and buckle up because this crazy train hasn't even left the station. <laughs> what oh, what podcast am now. I even on anymore? I love Whisker. Yep. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> sure. Whenever I do try to do an intro, we have to restart the whole episode. But then Jeff gets to do the intro <laughs> to an afterburner, and it's just fine. Yeah, I've this got tenure, man. That's not true. Yeah. I was gonna say you got to bring in a new character, but well, maybe Jeff's <laughs> just special. <laughs> Brandon didn't oh, even no. count. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. Just Lots of shade. I have, to leave. I have to leave Love now. You, I'll see you guys later. Oh, man. The shade of it all. Mark, let's Love go start you, our own podcast yes. with Blackjack and Hooker. I love it. <laughs> Five Ian Koto Variety oh, Hour. Oh, my God. I have literally been vibrating since our last episode to bring this character in. Let's keep it PG. All right. <laughs> I thought I was going to explode. Uh, <laughs> with I, good reason. There was a, oh there was a lot going on with that. You know, I yeah. am really, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of confused a little bit, I guess, since we brought them in without concluding Scriff's family's arc. Like, it's going to be a little weird. Right. I, yeah. yeah. Who knows? That, like, Adam likes to joke like that I've back? planned out my character to level 20. I, I didn't plan for this. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, well, that just means I'm throwing them curveballs. What was the inspiration and impetus for, for the change? Like, when would you, where'd you kind of get the idea? Oh, from? so I have had the, an idea, like, in my head of, like, okay, I want to have a backup character in case Scriff ever dies. This has been, like, since season one. And this I've was told season Adam, one. I told Adam, like, if, if Scriff ever dies, I wanted to bring in Cat and, like, give you guys a mini quest to help them achieve sentience as like Scriff's dying wish and they were going to come in as a nanosite. Well, shit happened and that plan didn't exactly work, but when Para got the armor, it just it felt like like I don't want to cheapen that moment by bringing in just another set of power armor with cat mm -hmm. so hell let's just do a variation of that idea and then we can do that sort of yeah and it works because they as they mentioned have scriff's memories it just feels distant so like we can still do some Scriff story, but it's going to take on a new version. It's going to be seen through different eyes. And the more that Adam and I like workshopped this idea and we were talking it out, the more it felt like it made sense. Like Scriff put on the arm that had been absorbed by Para and like combined with Para's DNA or whatever they have. His dino DNA. Scriff has <laughs> the Paralaxis symbol that also has a similar energy to it. So when Scriff puts on that arm, the two just like fuse like a magnet, like two super powered magnets crashing into each other. And it just made so much sense when I thought about it that way. When Adam and I were talking it out, like, no, this now has to happen. I want you to know- It's too cool not to. Jeff was like no, it, dying. It is cool. Jeff broke down and told me. And the first thing I said is like, 
Screw's family's gonna be pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, the first thing you said, because the way I revealed it to you is I sent you a uh, a coloration that I had tried to draw of, of Whisker, and you were like, oh my God, are you bringing in Tank? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was a good first guess. I've got oh, you, man. It was. I got you, it man. was. <laughs> great, too. <laughs> gonna pick things up where my brother left off. Oh my I love gosh. it. I'll avenge him. I think I was, I was a little bit sad about personally was it was like we never got to say goodbye to Scriff. Yeah. Despite them now being like of one person as with with Cat. Yeah, it was very sudden. It was like yeah. it was happening, then it's over. I mean, it was happening. There was lots of screaming. Right. Yeah. I'm concerned that my robot is going to have feelings about that. Yeah, I feel. I feel I'm like, obviously, probably didn't know Scriff long, but. Swift was one of the main people, the only people that Power knew. So it's like, as much as Power is aware of the idea of like, you know, symbiosis um, merging, this isn't unusual for them. It's like, okay, this is still um, this is a part of my hive, if you will. I think, I know you said like, you know, in case I don't remember or whatever. Okay, peace out, I'm going now. Uh, Bye. <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Well, and yeah. I had said like Scriff was really a big part of the heart of this crew, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was very oh. much a moral compass there, and seeing Whisker just being like, "Let's go!" <laughs> it's gonna be a very different energy. Yeah, I love it. Are you playing Whisker? Are you playing Whisker like younger with a younger band, by the way? No. So I'm just like, cause I'll, I have to decide whether it's like, is this like a weird new sibling thing, or is it like a child thing? <laughs> no, it's it's pretty much all of the personalities that were being combined. Yeah. Like there was a lot there. There was Scriff, there was Cat, there was Para, and then there's Par everything that Para had absorbed up until that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like there's a little bit of Soul, there's a little bit of Koto, a, lot of it, a, soul, a little I'd bit say. of <laughs> Pawns. What? What did he do? You, what did he, you both got he absorbed in the, oh, yeah, the little eating. hot tub time machine. I was eating for a little thing. bit. Oh, like yeah. you've you've come into contact with Para, and some of that has rubbed off and continued on into this character. <laughs> yeah, so like now. this this is like just a, a, thing. a fondue pot of all of your characters. It sounds kind of delicious, right. but this is to say <laughs> that all of you are fired, and I'm just gonna have Jeff do everything <laughs> to all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. Streamlined. Oh, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> no, get back here, Richard. Your contract says you can't leave until the end. I'm excited to see if the robot has feels. No, but I, I do get it. Cause I, did, I did similar when I came in because I was like, I gave Para a voice and mannerism similar to Five E. Uh, sorry, mannerism to Five E a voice similar to uh, Pons and the willingness to do weird shit of uh, of Pons, sorry. So I took a bit of a bit of um, script, a bit of Pons, a bit of uh, like these are the first per- people that they've met as well as Isbin Ezra, obviously. Isbin Ezra? Isbin, yeah. yeah. I almost always say Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah. Oh, a good Idris option. Elba when I absorb them. Very good option. <laughs> it's a good get for this season. Yeah. <laughs> they only were willing to do the first couple and then they pieced. Make we sense, just we sense. couldn't work out our schedules. Right. No. <laughs> so that's what that's similar to what I did when um, when like power like imprinted on the three of you when they met you. So I, I get that. It, it was hard too to like think up like how is this character gonna behave <laughs> At, after we introduced like the new cat. They became very different, I think, than oh, yeah. what they were in the yeah. first season. How seasons. do you like and the so, fact like, that you like dropped that on me and I had to make up a voice on the spot and now it's yours? Yeah, <laughs> and I stole it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
you have to deal with this now. <laughs> but it's it's been a lot of fun so far, and I'm really looking forward to this new I am character. Too. I'll tell you, Five E's already a little little irked because he he noticed the uh, whisker being a bit more impatient and impulsive than, than the script that 5e is used to and i think the robot's gonna have some feelings about about his his companion just all of a sudden being replaced with a new person yeah that, that'd be a weird one yeah now the voice of reason's gonna be pons and kodo but it also looks like whisker has some feelings for 5e uh-huh <sighs> to which he is he is blissfully unaware thus far that will be interesting <laughs> i am very excited to see the robot feels because the line i did not get to drop in the casino was why teach a robot to love when you can teach them to cheat at cards well now it's here now it's here it we had a hot tub time show. machine distraction you know yeah yeah, yeah i'm sorry Par sorry. was dead we As had to happens. do other things it was fun not being dead the distraction obviously <laughs> My favorite part is you guys are playing out this scene and then you take one step back and this is all happening in a fucking minivan as you guys yeah, are Because I was like, wait, Love how it. big is this car? Are we like in a sedan? Or is this like a full shuttle? What the yeah, Is this just like a blackout van? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like any birthing scene from a movie is, is kind of how I remember the whole scene now. A lot of screaming, a lot of like changing and then there's a new life form. <laughs> uh, I am too sober for that statement. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. And there's Thanks this poor it. NPC Kobold <laughs> who is suffering through all of this oh my God. shit. It, it was the weird taxi driver that's like, that oh, no, there. don't do this in my car. So good that Pons, they were there. I, I'm not a taxi driver. Why do you keep calling me that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm part of this revolution. <laughs> that makes you the getaway driver. I think that's what Pons will remember this scene as now. Well, that was such a good oh, callback, no. too, because when Brandon and Sol first appeared, Pons was like, oh, they're tour guides, and Sol is still salty <laughs> yeah, about it was that. Very <laughs> tour guides. Yes. It's all That's come full circle. It's very true. Yep. Oh, goodness. I'm really excited to learn more about this brass enigma that apparently yeah. Sol is affiliated with. We finally get to learn about Sol's past somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the story might tell what the character doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I just I thought that was interesting because this didn't go the direction at all. I thought we were trying to kind of push our party towards, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously every episode I've said, oh, I want to get to Narians. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I guess interesting. OK, so this track has actually led us towards kind of solving more of potentially the planetary issue here. And I had no idea when you were like the TV screen lights up a few episodes ago that this guy, I guess, just kind of summoning us to him, not, you know, getting called up to the towers. I kind of had that thought this whole time. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get pulled up to the towers and guided up there. And I, I feel like that's kind of what our party had been expecting. And so to have this twist and connection, I was like, whoa, what just yeah. happened this whole yeah, see, episode? Narians is near yeah. the finish line yeah. and I just keep moving it back. So <laughs> it's a little short every time. Oh, wait, are you going to mark Camelos with Narians? Is that going to be yes. the end of the season? <laughs> we're going to show up and Narians is just dead. Pons reaching out to Narians <laughs> and then just 
cut to black. Oh. Pons hands over his boombox, and then the, the next season opens with him just throwing it off the edge of a cliff. Oh, man, this could go so many ways. I'm so I nervous like about what you're going to do with that, Adam. I think we're going to we're gonna get to Nerian's lab, and Nerian's is going to be, like, in the chair. We're going to walk up and turn it around, and it's not going to be Nerian's. It's going to be and evil brain mustache. Yes. yes. Evil brain mustache. Like, no, you you it, it could be. It could be Pons' business. Mr. Yep. Business, yeah. You turn it around, there's Pons, and Pons isn't with us anymore, he's in the chair. We love Mr. Business. I'm oh, Snop, Pons backwards, and I have a goatee. <laughs> Snop. <laughs> I kind of expected Jasper to be Mr. Business, I'm pleased. I, I did not. too. Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, my character is not pleased, but I'm Yeah, but then where's, where's Mr. <laughs> uh. Business? That is perhaps the most visceral emotional reaction that anything has provoked in Seoul so far. So it's fascinating. By far, like yeah. by multiple degrees. Good job, Adam. Good job. Good job. Thank you. I'll take my bow. I have been waiting <laughs> for something to set them off. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I mentioned this <laughs> to Jeff. Uh, in the middle of the episode. I was expecting the transformation thing to come a little later in the episode, maybe even towards the end. I was thinking like, oh, maybe I could end with this. That'd be a big, you know, cliffhanger, this new character that's happening. And then Jeff dropped it on me immediately. So I'm like, okay, what other surprises <laughs> do I have in store that could be real good for this? <laughs> it, it, it just made sense to me because like last scene that I was in, uh, in episode 18, Scriff was already starting to work on Cat. And so it's like, well, I've got to, keep doing that while we're listening yeah. to it, what it happened totally in the hot tub. Absolutely. <laughs> it was just and, very funny. And I accurately started a revolution. Well, we did. But yes. Yeah. Viva Revolution. Oh, is there a recording of me saying that in the train? Yes. Could we it's like literally play that later? Yeah, no, it's but absolutely like on like did someone in the game oh, right for the train like, like an <laughs> yeah yeah and then we can have like pawns like lifting his hands up and be like viva revolution it's yeah. somewhere on Akaton propaganda talk of like yes. look at this we need asshole I mean, template i feel like pawns. i might need to talk to <laughs> yeah. someone in the party who's recording device might have been constantly going in uh -huh. was semi-sentient at that point. Ooh. We need like the Pons, uh, Poncho Villa poster, or no, Che Guevara poster. Uh, yes. Uh, Pons. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Pons says Viva la Revolucion. I'm going to create of the my own box. flag. It's going to be great. I will rule. See, actually, Pons has planned this whole time. We're going to overthrow the militia at the last second, and he's going to become the new president of Akaton. <laughs> You guys, that just tracks. That tracks. you guys just don't know I it yet. I am the Akaton King. Yes. <laughs> the oh. Akaton King. Behold my splendor as they spin oh. around floating in the air. <laughs> just <laughs> levitates and, and spins, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Oh. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to try this and have it horribly get you killed. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I am still... I roleplay that very honestly to both how I feel in person and I, how I would say Pons would feel right now, right? He doesn't have enough information as to what's really been happening on this planet mm -hmm. uh, or with Nurians to know what's best. But obviously something has to change. And so just presented with that option, he's gonna be like, yeah, I guess that's, let's just do that. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. So there might be a betrayal or a, there might be a shift in mindset somewhere along the way. And we'll see what kind of is the consequence of that if it happens but very excited for it 
That's fair. And only Soul has the slightest of insight into the mind of this character that you guys have just met, this Jasper character. So Jasper. you guys don't even know to what extent that is. It's just like, no. oh, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Now we've got to wait weeks to find out. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I was like, you know, my character's been exceptionally difficult and standoffish. I should make sure they have a, a couple scenes, a couple moments to be a little bit more vulnerable. Well, yeah. there we go. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm exposed. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get to that until we got off planet. Mm. Now we're yeah, dealing fair. with it. Yeah. I, I like that there were a lot of scenes between people in this one. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of close-up, like... Here's how I actually feel about this big situation that's happening moments. Yeah, was was Soul talking about when Soul mentioned the uh the sisters, were mm -hmm. they referring to Vin? No. I'm assuming they were referring to Vin. No. Okay. Really? Universe. Hmm. There's multiple universes we've heard about now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I hadn't quite put that together, but yes, okay, talking to Koto, I get it. Soul is not the, always the best at explaining their train of thought. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the one to say that I don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, really, but I don't think it matters. Soul gets their powers from the universe, and they have this weird pseudo relationship, which is it real? Is it not? Adam can decide. I play it as if they really do believe they're communicating with the universe. They talk about her as a sentient thing. And so when Koto's like, yeah, there's multiple universes and I've been through them all. So it's like, bullshit. If she had sisters, she would have told me. Oh, huh. Mm. <laughs> ah, Personal gnosis for the win. Right. <laughs> I mean, multiverse, multiversal versions of yourself aren't, mm. they're just you. So it's just the same, it's the same universe. Do a little hand I'm having to do a yeah. little like maybe, maybe yeah, not. We'll see. We have not had Uzi in too long. We need to figure out a way to send a message out to, to Uzi as well. I was also thinking like Fair. before uh like this uh, before we started recording, I was like, don't we have a dragon on the ship still? Yep. <laughs> don't we yep. have a dragon? Probably not. We don't even know if we have a ship right now. Yeah, right, right. There's so many layers to that. Yeah, remember we got like a whole situation there. Yes, you have a dragon on the ship, but come on, like have you guys forgotten about me? It's not just the dragon. Yeah, the dragon is with Sorkis, who yeah. <laughs> had a conversation with the dervish. Potentially mind control. We're all screwed. I think Sorkis is dead now. It's only I been just, like I, two days. I bring it up because I know that if I don't talk about it, I'm going to like, we're going to get back to it. And then like that plot line is going to be picked up and I'll be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's very true. Uh, I, I'm just going to say the dragon mm. ate the ship and now is as big as it. So it, we can fly around on the astral dragon. It. Now. Yes. Oh neat. Yes. I like that yes. idea. I like that yeah. idea. It's all I'm about having a mechanical yeah, engineer yeah. or anything anymore. Hmm? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> This was backlash for I you taking a bit of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we will bring this afterburner maneuver to an end. Thank you so much for listening to the Emergency Power podcast <laughs> and getting to episode 50 oh on our God. network. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's if you are new, check out our yeah. Discord. Yeah. We have a lot of recaps for old seasons if you want to just jump right <laughs> into the newer stuff. If you don't want to listen to all 50 episodes. Who can blame you? Just skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, just turn a few pages. It's fine. You're not that far behind. But thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next chapter. Woo! Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. Ciao.